a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. Glad you're with me on the program today. We're talking about uh, what's going on in Virginia's capital city of Richmond, where the uh, city council has voted to uh, waste nearly $100,000 on a uh, compensated confiscation program. Yes, another uh, gun buyback coming to uh, Richmond. And uh, this isn't coming from private funds. Oh, no, this is coming from public funds, taxpayer dollars. In fact, uh, even if you don't live in the state of Virginia, you're you're probably kicking in maybe a fraction of a penny. But, uh, yes, you are still on the hook to some small degree for this uh, quote-unquote buyback program that's going to be taking place. We'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do, you know, Biden's America is just crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch meat, for example. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that's why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, with thousands of five-star reviews. And it helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. So I live about an hour away from Richmond, Virginia. Um, My son lives and works in Richmond, uh, as does his girlfriend, Uh, If you are a regular listener to this program, you know it was a couple of years ago that one of my son's high school friends was murdered in Richmond, Virginia on a afternoon. She was apparently uh, walking to a convenience store. Nobody arrested in the years since that uh, homicide took place. Um, But I have a vested interest in crime and crime fighting in Richmond. And I got to tell you, it's it's my belief uh, that LeVar Stoney, the mayor of Richmond, is maybe the worst mayor in America. If Richmond were a bigger city, I think uh, LeVar Stoney's incompetence would get a lot more attention. But, you know, it's a it's not even the biggest area of Richmond, right? Nor uh, Virginia. Northern Virginia is a much more populated area. Richmond kind of gets a pass, particularly uh, compared to, you know, big cities like Philadelphia, Chicago, San Francisco, L.A., New York. What's going on there is still just absolutely ridiculous. So this is the uh, headline from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Richmond City Council approves $80,000 gun buyback program. Yeah, the Richmond City Council unanimously approving this week this uh, compensated confiscation program, which will cost $80,000, they say, to organize. The city plans to use American Rescue Plan Act dollars to fund it. Yeah, so we're using stimulus funds to buy back... Uh, garbage guns, basically, uh, which I guess is an economic stimulus in some way, but not, I think, what most of us uh, had in mind when these uh, stimulus funds were approved. The uh, Times-Dispatch reports the decision to host another event comes as part of the city's ongoing attempt to curb gun violence and decrease the number of firearms in the community. And again, that's an important consideration. They're acknowledging this isn't just about fighting crime. This is about reducing gun ownership, voluntarily, mind you. But again, this is taking aim at those who are exercising their right to keep and bear arms, trying to denormalize it, 
trying to demonize it. You're better off, you know, if you just uh, hand your gun over for a couple of hundred dollars worth of gift cards. That's the impression that the uh, city is given here. Uh, this uh, ordinance approved by the Richmond City Council this week says this legislation and the related grant contracts seek to prevent gun violence by reducing the availability of guns, providing a safe means of getting rid of unwanted guns, and creating collaborations amongst Richmonders working to create a safer city. Now, I call BS on that because Mayor Stoney has actually rejected what a lot of community leaders are calling for, more law enforcement. There's a group of black pastors in Richmond who have been fighting City Hall for years now, trying to get the city to approve funding for a program, uh, basically Operation Ceasefire. And this is sort of a carrot and stick approach. We've talked about this on the show before. I've written about this at Bearing Arms. To me, it is one of the best strategies to fight violent crime. Um, you identify those small number of offenders who are responsible for a disproportionate amount of violence. That's the first step. And that's easy to do, relatively speaking. Most of these individuals already involved in the criminal justice system. They're known to police. They're known to the community. Uh, and they've got records for the most part. Again, we're talking about repeat prolific offenders. And so there's a collaborative approach. I know the City Council of Richmond, very big on collaboration. They just talked about it in their ordinance. So this collaborative approach involves resources like the Richmond Police Department, uh, the Commonwealth's attorney, as well as the U.S. attorney and federal law enforcement. And the idea is you identify these prolific offenders and, yeah, you offer them a way out. Uh, basically, the uh, you, you call them in, generally using their probation officer. And you say, look, we've had enough. We're gonna, you're going to stop shooting. And we will help you turn your life around if you'll let us. But if you don't, we're going to put you away for as long as we possibly can because we just can't have you out on the street committing these types of crimes anymore. So over here, here are all the resources. Here's the community groups that are going to help you get your GED. Here's your maybe your old high school principal, maybe your middle school teacher who cares about you, who doesn't want to see you die on the street at 21 years of age. And they're going to help you. But again, if you reject that help, well, over here, that's the U.S. attorney. And we're going to be sending every one of your cases to that office. No plea deals, no slaps on the wrist. We're going to put you away for the maximum amount of time that we can. Because on your current path, you are a danger to yourself and others. When this program is put in place and you see that collaboration between local, state, and federal officials, homicide rates can plummet. Uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, where this strategy was first put in place back in the 1990s, juvenile homicide rates fell by more than 50%. And in city after city across the country, we have seen similar results, again, when this is effectively deployed. Now, if there's not that collaboration, if you have a lot of infighting between these groups, it's not quite as good. Um, but it is a proven effective strategy, and it is one that LeVar Stoney and the Richmond City Council have opposed, adamantly opposed, for years. Why is that? Well, the Richmond Times-Dispatch uh, got the answer in a story earlier this year, talking about violent crime in the city, going back to 2020, when, like most cities across the country, we saw a crime spike, right? 
So as a result of that continued uh, increased violence into 21, the city released its gun violence prevention report last year, a 42 page document that outlines the problem areas, root causes and ways to solve the issue in it. The city discusses a twofold plan, stricter public safety policing and pinpointing the main systemic causes. The Times Dispatch reports the latter has become the top priority. Again, systemic causes taking a priority over public safety policing. For example, they write, because of the high reports of gunshots in the city's poor communities, the intention is to address the problems that lead to poverty instead of relying solely on policing. (sighs) Which is, again, a dodge on the part of the city. I have no problem whatsoever with uh, community violence intervention programs. Again, when they have a track record of success, when there is oversight, so you're not just pouring money at nonprofits who in some cases run by sketchy individuals. I remember covering a case about a guy named uh, Hector Big Weasel Marroquin out in Los Angeles, who was a uh, former gang member who uh, started a group called No Guns and got uh, over a million dollars in funding from the city of Los Angeles for his nonprofit before he was arrested and accused of uh, selling, I believe it was machine guns, to uh, undercover ATF agents. Yeah, Big Weasel and his son, uh, Little Weasel, ended up going to prison in that case. Uh, No guns was shuttered. So, yeah, you need the oversight, but I'm not opposed to these programs. There's definitely a place for them. The problem is in Richmond, as the Times-Dispatch insinuated, Policing isn't much of a priority for LeVar Stoney and the Richmond City Council. They they really do seem to want to take a hands-off approach to dealing with violent crime. Uh, while, again, advocating for all kinds of new possessory offenses to be put on the books, right? Laws that are aimed at you and me and other responsible gun owners. That's that's the strategy right now in Richmond. Um. They also have another uh, program that they uh, have put in place that, again, sketchy, very sketchy. Uh, It's called Operation Red Ball, as the uh, Times-Dispatch noted. Uh, This monitors residents, regardless of whether they have a criminal history or not, through public cameras and social media to identify people who are more likely to commit gun violence. The program has faced controversy, including arguments that it violates the Fourth Amendment and relies on racial profiling. So again, rather than focus on the most prolific and violent offenders, let's just start surveilling everybody uh, and and see who we come up with. See if we can identify someone who might be uh, a problem at some point in the future. Again, from these compensated confiscation programs to mass surveillance uh, to, frankly, you know, uh, Mayor Stoney and the former Richmond uh, police chief lying about a mass shooting. Uh, in uh, the city last year. They said that they had thwarted this mass shooting plot. Turns out there apparently was never a plot. Uh, You had a couple of individuals who were in this country illegally, who uh, illegally possessed firearms, who were caught. But it seems like the uh, mayor and the Richmond Police Department just sort of created this hysteria over an attempted mass shooting over the 4th of July weekend out of whole cloth. And while they're doing this, while, again, they're trying to demonize AR-15s, they're trying to denormalize gun ownership, the repeat violent offenders in this city are being untouched, not by the long arm of the law, not by these community violence intervention programs, 
homicides go unsolved. Justice is not found for these families who are grieving the loss of their loved ones. But, you know, if you want a couple of hundred bucks to, uh, you know, get for your BB gun or your uh, garbage gun that's been tucked away in the attic for the last couple of decades, well, there you go. The city is all on board with that. Just don't ask them to get tough an actual violent crime because that not going to happen. Now, speaking of uh, getting tough on violent crime or the lack thereof, let's turn our attention to today's armed citizen story, our uh, good deed of the day and our recidivist report. We'll start there. You might remember this uh, shooting in Milwaukee during the city's uh, Juneteenth celebration. Well, now a suspect's been arrested. And according to authorities, a uh, juvenile who uh, has already been adjudicated uh, as a felon previously, 15 years of age. According to uh, WTAQ and uh, WRN in Milwaukee, uh, police say that the 15-year-old is the only suspect that they have at the moment in this uh, shooting. He was on electronic monitoring, apparently, at the time of the shooting. Why? Because he was arrested on weapons charges. Yeah. Also an adjudicated felon for an armed robbery that he committed when he was 13. In that case... 13-year-old committed an armed robbery. He was given nine months probation. Nine months. And then again, when he's caught illegally possessing a firearm, he gets another slap on the wrist. Prosecutors say the shooting was prompted by a fight between two girls that turned into a larger fight. The 15-year-old believed to have fired at least four shots into the group. Six teenagers hit by the uh, gunfire. 15-year-old charged on several counts in children's court. On Monday of this week, in connection with the shooting, so it is likely, again, that this 15-year-old convicted of felony armed robbery at age 13, caught illegally possessing a gun uh, last year, maybe even earlier this year. We don't really know. We just know that he was on probation uh, for a, quote, recent, oh, excuse me, electronic monitoring for a recent gun arrest. So that case might not have even have been adjudicated yet. And what happens? Again, he's going to get another slap on the wrist. You know, this is a, it's not quite an entirely separate issue from the um, plea deals that we see in the adult criminal justice system, but the juvenile justice system, not only in Milwaukee, but around the country, I should say systems, because we're not dealing with just one entity here, are, are really dropping the ball. You know, the goal of the juvenile justice system is supposed to be rehabilitation. But what happens when you take a 13-year-old who's committed an armed robbery? And you give him nothing more than probation. He's going to check in with the probation officer maybe once every couple of weeks. Maybe again, he has an electronic uh, ankle monitor that may or may not be keeping track of where he is. And certainly there aren't many consequences if he violates the uh, 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 locations where he is allowed to be, right? And he goes wandering off on his own. What's going to happen? He's going to get a stern talking to. Don't let it happen again. That's what's going to happen. You know, when you've got a 13-year-old who is committing a serious offense like armed robbery, do I want to see that kid in prison for the rest of his life? No. Do I think that he would be better served in a place at least for a few months while he is getting some intensive uh, 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 treatment and supervision, again, to help rehabilitate him, to help turn his life around? Yeah. I do. I don't think that should even necessarily be seen as punishment. Might very well be a better environment for that 13-year-old to be in than living at home. 
where apparently mom and dad don't give a damn about what their kid is doing since he has been repeatedly caught with a firearm and repeatedly accused of committing violent crimes. But, you know, it's not just mom or dad. Because apparently the state doesn't give a damn either. Because, again, they can step in, theoretically, at any time. And in this case, in Milwaukee, they have not. Time and time and time again, this juvenile has been caught either illegally possessing a firearm or committing a violent crime with a firearm. And again, so far, every time around, slap on the wrist, rinse, repeat. We'll see you soon. Today's uh, armed citizen story, Long Beach, California, where a uh, homeowner fatally shot a woman who was attacking his neighbor over the weekend. Now, we don't have a a final determination here by police. Uh, It is possible that uh, this individual could be charged, although it sounds like police believe this to be a, a case of defense of another. Uh, it happened uh, just before 1 a.m. Saturday morning in Long Beach. According to the uh, Long Beach police, neighbors say that a woman was following people home and then pounding on front doors and windows just after midnight, which is concerning. But that's, you know, that's a call to police. That's not a call to get your gun. However, when she started attacking a woman, well, that escalated things. Uh, Long Beach Police Department spokesperson uh, Alyssa Beza said through the preliminary investigation, including statements provided by witnesses, detectives learned that a male adult observed a female adult attacking another woman. The female victim was calling for help, and the man armed himself with a handgun. Uh, Police believe that the man may have grabbed his firearm earlier. Uh, due to the, quote, prior suspicious activity in front of his residence. But again, never confronted the woman, never, you know, took a shot at her until she attacked his neighbor. The deceased woman identified as a 44-year-old East Long Beach resident, Andrew Powell, fatally shot as she was charging towards the armed homeowner, according to police. Uh, One neighbor, uh, Eileen Gelso, spoke to a KCAL, says he was trying to protect himself and the other neighbors as well. She said that uh, Powell was banging on doors over and over demanding money, saying she was definitely dangerous. I believe that. Homeowner detained. Officer uh, recovered the firearm from the scene. But uh, after speaking to him and other witnesses, he was released. Uh, The police investigation does continue. The uh, uh, family members of the uh, woman who was killed say they plan to pursue a civil lawsuit against the uh, homeowner, saying that uh, Powell was undergoing a mental health crisis at the time of the incident, that use of force was unnecessary. Uh, again, that's going to be uh, a hard case to make, uh, even in civil court, with a lower standard of evidence. Uh, if police believe that this individual is acting both in defense of himself and others, and again, it sounds like, based on the eyewitness statements, based on the information that's been released by police, which, as we all know now, out of that, you know, based on that case out of Chicago, all that's subject to change, right, because of emerging evidence. But based on what we know right now. It seems like this individual did not resort to deadly force until there was an actual physical threat against the life of his neighbor and then again himself, right? He grabbed his gun and intervened when he saw his neighbor being attacked by this woman, but he didn't fire a shot until the uh, individual who was attacking his neighbor turned and started charging towards him. So we'll keep our eyes open for uh, any more details on the situation out of Long Beach, California. But uh, right now, anyway, this uh, looks to be a case of armed self-defense in uh, SoCal.
All right, today's uh, good deed of the day. In the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. A uh, police officer down in uh, South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, who uh, helped to reunite a homeless man with his family in Virginia nearly 350 miles away. Yeah, this is a good story. Uh, Lieutenant Conroy with the uh, Greenville Police Department has been uh, working to connect homeless individuals in the uh, community uh, with assistance and, again, when possible, uh, with their loved ones. According to the department, he was able to meet a man known as Mr. Brian, who had been on the streets for about two years. Uh, But thanks to Conroy, he was able to find his family in Virginia. Authorities say the man's family was overjoyed uh, that he had been found. They drove down to South Carolina to pick him up. The uh, Greenville police reported on uh, social media quoted as heartwarming to see the positive impact of such efforts, a, a feel-good story. Uh, it is indeed. I hope that uh, now that Mr. Bryant has been uh, reunited with his family, he is uh, going to be able to get back on his feet and uh, turn his life around. And again, uh, that apparently due to the uh, efforts of Lieutenant Conroy going above and beyond in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to help Mr. Bryant in a time of need. So a uh, tip of the hat to you, sir. That is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program as well. By the way, no, I will not be driving over to Richmond to get rid of any of my uh, old guns at the Compensated Confiscation Program. So no. (laughs) <laughs> don't ask uh, and I would encourage uh, others who you know if you have a surplus of firearms around go to a local gun store really see if they'll uh, take them off your hands probably give you a fairer price and uh, you can make sure that the guns are going to a good home as opposed to uh, being melted down in the name of gun control yeah but we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company I will uh uh, look forward to seeing you then. Also, encourage you to check out BarryingArms.com throughout the day. We're keeping you up to date on all of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. A lot of legal updates coming here in the next couple of days. We've got uh, oral arguments scheduled for uh, several cases, including uh, Illinois' ban on modern sporting rifles and, quote-unquote, large-capacity magazines. That's coming up in the Seventh Circuit on Thursday. So we've got you covered for uh, all of those stories. If you like what you see, also encourage you to become a VIP member. Just go to BarryAndArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. As our way of saying thanks for showing your support, we're going to give you exclusive content you won't find anywhere else because your support does matter, and it really does make a difference. So thank you again for all of your support. We'll see you back here on Thursday. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.